Let's go. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, hate comes in small packages. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 62-year-old African-American grandmother, and this past weekend, I took my five-year-old granddaughter, who I call baby girl, to a playground in L.A. because the weather was just so beautiful. I kept a close eye on my baby girl, and I noticed troubling body language between her and a little blonde girl. Moments later, my baby girl dropped down on all fours and started crawling like a dog in the sand as three other white children laughed at her. I rushed over to them, and the children ran off. The look on my grandchild's face hurt my heart, and I could tell she was being bullied, but didn't realize it. She told me that she was fine, and I let her continue to play. The blonde girl and her crew went back over to where baby girl was playing, and one of the boys had a small ball, and he threw it, then told baby girl to go get it. Baby girl went and got the ball, and the little blonde girl yelled to her several times to drop it. At that very moment, I stormed over there to reprimand somebody else's kids. The little blonde girl's dad came over and introduced himself and excused the behavior as, it's just kids being kids. As I stood there with this man, his little blonde daughter told baby girl that she did not like her braids and she should undo them because she does not live in Africa. Without flinching, baby girl grabbed the little blonde girl by her neck and slung her to the ground. Thank you. Yes, baby girl. I felt relieved and ashamed at the same time. Uh, When the dad said that this was unacceptable behavior, I told him that this was just kids (laughs) being kids. My precious granddaughter cried all the way home in my back seat. Later that night, I caught my granddaughter trying to take her braids out by herself, and it broke my heart. How do I explain this type of hate to an innocent child? Mm. I don't have the words. Please help. Wow. Yeah, you know, I I mean, you know this type of behavior is taught. You know this. Uh, It's taught in the home. It's, You you know, I, I mean, that's usually where it starts because... I mean, you've seen this experiment before. If you put random kids of different races and ethnicities together uh, in a room uh, or or wherever, they usually gravitate toward each other and play together because kids are innocent. They don't have any racism in their minds or in their bodies. They're innocent of all of this. This behavior is taught. The best thing, you know, you can do as far as teaching your granddaughter is just build up her self-esteem. You're a 62-year-old African-American grandmother. You've been through racism. You know what it's like, you know, I'm sure, to be called the N-word and and to, to, to suffer racism. Those lessons you just have to prepare, as we all do. Uh, we have to prepare our children that this is the kind of world we live in. These are the kinds of things that's going that will happen. Uh, but just because, you know, and bullying is also a part of this. You know, that's wrong as well. But you, you have to teach her just like certain things like racism and things like that start in the home. Teaching starts in the home, too. Making your children aware of what kind of world we really live in, unfortunately, uh, is what we have to do as parents and grandparents. Steve? I know. This letter is not a good one for me. Because, you know, like I said the other day, now we got a strawberry letter that's dealing with some racism. I actually grow weary of constantly addressing the color situation in this country. So let me just 
get my answers going to be very short and anybody can chime in that wants to. I probably, knowing me, I'm glad I'm not in this letter because when the man came over and said it's just kids being kids, then we've just been two men being two men. Hmm. You know, I'd have choked him out. Do oh. not put yourself in this letter <laughs> like you do all the time. Don't do surely. it. I said, you know, I said, y'all, I'm just going to have to ask you to excuse me. Because I told you this was not a good letter for I me. I know, Steve. I know. See, I don't like this type of stuff. I and now my reaction to stuff like this, racism has always been violence. I've never not responded to racism violently. When I was in college faced with it, I reacted violently. I just don't, I don't I'm not good at that. And so my answer won't, won't fit on the radio <laughs> at all. Because like I said, when he came over there and said, kids will be kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what is me and you though? You ain't going to be me. Yeah, because we, we not kids. Oh, we men. Well, let me show you what men, men and men do. Yep. So, you know, that's that's all, man. That, that's all I got to say because, you know, it just it's sickening. It, it, it really, really is. And when you is. hear this happening at a young age, you know they're being taught this. Yeah. So now here comes, you mean it's another generation like this mm-hmm. yep. on the way? Sad. Because we've seen that experiment so many times when you put children in a room. They always play together. They love each mm-hmm. other. They play. They don't know anything about racism and darker skin or, you know, lighter skin or blonde hair or dark hair. They don't know anything about that. They just they just play together. That's it. As it should yeah, be. So it's, a, it's a taught. It's yeah, taught. It's, it's very well right, taught. Carla. It's taught. I went through that. I went. Right. I was a little girl, mm-hmm. and I was living in Chicago, and I came to Houston mm-hmm. to see my grandmother for the summer, mm-hmm. and I was seven years old. And my mother warned me that I might hear the N word because I had never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And at went seven, di- at seven years old, wow. my mother didn't use the N word. In our house, so I never, I, I didn't hear. It. I, mm-hmm. I was shocked that she said that I would be exposed to that. Mm-hmm. And this I little thought girl, it was my nickname at yeah. the house. <laughs> I didn't know it was wrong until I got out in public at twelve. Well, it was just me and my mother, so hey. you know. When I got to the day camp, long story short, when I got to the day camp, we were going on a field trip to the amusement park, mm-hmm. and the little girl said, "Well, I'm not sitting next to her." That N word. Wow. And See, that's I couldn't from believe. Home. Yes, it's I, yes. I couldn't believe that that she I'd have said that. I bashed that little ass upside so, that window. And, so, and I ran wait, what after you, what her. What did our girl Carla do though? Come oh, yeah. on, Carla. Carla would chase oh, you. Know, know. I, I at, ran after her on the seven. playground, pulled her down by her hair, uh-huh. and went in. <laughs> and they had to call my grandmother, and they kicked me out of the day camp. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't help, baby girl. Out of huh? day camp. No, that, that didn't. Thank that you. Didn't help the Thank story? you for sharing. No. Though. This is uh, the subject is hate comes in small packages. These are kids uh, being racist in this letter written in by a 62 year old African-American grandmother who took her five year old granddaughter uh, to the playground in L.A. of all places. Well, you think it'd be a little bit more liberal, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, they are on a lot of things out here. Mm. <laughs> Apparently not that, though. Yeah. You know, y'all. I... <laughs> Man, these kids. Because the area you grew up in. All right. You want me to recap the letter while you... Well, you you know what I'm saying? When I grew up, I grew up Uh in all-black everything. Mm -hmm. Uh I went to all-black elementary, all-black junior high, all-black high school. 
I didn't even, I didn't know white people went to school till I went to college. You wow. just, what you I thought mean, they were? No, I mean, you know, look, come on, I'm just joking. It. You know, yeah. of course I knew they went to school because they had better schools than we had. But I went to Kent State, I had three white roommates. Mm-hmm. And it was culture shock for them. For them and you. Not for me. Oh, not for you. Because I, you know, work with whites on my jobs oh, okay. in high school and all of that. And, you know, I watch them on TV. I'm used to it. They had never, did, one guy told me he's never even talked to a black person. Wow. I was the first black person he talked to. And one of my roommates was really cool. The other three, that at the two-week room change, I'm walking through the lobby and everybody in line in my room except me. Mm. I walked up to him and said, hey, man, what y'all getting ready to do? Oh, we just. And then I saw the sign say room change. Kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. They ain't want to live with me no more. They went down there immediately. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and the first day they was all down there. Mm-hmm. And so my dude that I grew up with proved he was up the hallway. He had three roommates. I said, cool. They finna leave. The day they moved out, I went out there and drug proved, matched it down the hallway with him. That was my dude. We grew up together. We became roommates. Mm. That's you know. sad, though. God, oh. I mean, but it, really it is, is the man. world That's we live sad. in. I mean, this is our reality. But let me tell you what. <laughs> One guy told me, he said, man, I like you, but my dad says mm-hmm. I can't live with you. Yeah. So His talk. father told him, you're not living with a black. Mm-hmm. I, played, I, I played little league football. Mm-hmm. There was only two black kids on the team. Me and the- You mean little? <laughs> little, league, little league football. This is not about that right now, <laughs> Steve. And it's, and it's only two black kids on the team. Me and this other guy, uh-huh. kid Kevin mm-hmm. Harvey. We we on the same team together, and I didn't notice it. But when this when when practice is over, you come around and get water from the water bottle, mm-hmm. and the and the coach squeezes it in your in your mouth, and they always put me and Kevin at the end. And my daddy was picking me up from practice this day. This first time him picking me up. And he saw what was going on. And he was livid. Mm-hmm. He was livid. Well, all I knew is I saw my daddy going off on the coach. And I was like, man, I'm finna get kicked off the team. <laughs> and next thing I know, next day at practice, me and Kevin, we first in line. I was like, whoa, what <laughs> what my daddy do? <laughs> Tighten him up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I think, I think too, you have to talk to your kids because – you know, I have well, a young daughter, mm-hmm. and she, her friends, you know, she just had a sleepover, and we had three little white girls at our house. Mm-hmm. She has black friends. She has Asian friends. She has Indian friends. That and these kids, they, they play together. They hang together. They dance together. They go to school together. But you have to talk to your children. You can't avoid the conversation yeah. mm-hmm. about racism, and you have to talk to them. And, and I remember Tasha saying when President Trump, got elected it was kind of like a little change with some of the kids like some of the boys and stuff at school because she found herself defending president obama Mm -hmm. he is because they was like he's not a good president he was a good president what are you saying you see what i'm saying it kind of brought out Mm -hmm. yeah a different type of conversation that she had never right because she was born right when she was born Obama, obama was black she didn't even know that uh, mm-hmm. the president wasn't black. But I wanted to say to you, Carla, though, when you told your story earlier about your mom preparing you 
And yeah. usually that's what black parents have to do with their kids. They have to prepare them. Look, you may be called the N-word. Oh, yes. uh, there's a such thing as racism. Uh, we have well, to have those kinds of conversations in our family because or else we'll, we'll, you know, it'll catch us by surprise. We don't know that, you know, Steve, you didn't know that these guys didn't want to be in a room with you. Be, yeah, their right. parents didn't want them in the room with you. You didn't know that. But, you know, you know the, the, the sickening thing is the conversation that my father had with me going mm-hmm. to school mm-hmm. and how to deal with racism, why am I having the same conversation with my kids? Yes, we be yes. I can right. literally say the same things That's to the them. That's the sad part. The exact same thing. Yep. All Verbatim. these years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's really wrong. Yep. Huh. That that's yeah. the odds of God, God's honest truth. It really is. And this woman who wrote this letter is sixty two years old. So you know she's seen racism in yeah. her time. She's seen all of You she's know she ha- yeah she's she has racism fine. It's way in the back. She's like early. Right, and she's trying to take her five year old granddaughter just out that's to have bad. some some fun at the in playground. LA? Yeah. yeah, and then they're making her crawl on the uh, on the ground on all fours like a dog and telling her her braids aren't good. She's not in Africa anymore. She doesn't live in Africa. What? Yeah. That's I got what the heck? But when they go That's on vacation, they're the first ones back with some braids. That, that I know. What? I could ship some people over there. I know. They can have all the conversations they want to. Take them braids out. <laughs> okay. but it well, if I like... take them out, guess where I'm going to put them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. They got to go somewhere. <laughs> We're going to pack them in there. Yeah. But it sounds like baby girl defended herself, and it's just a conversation that her grandmother and her family, they have to keep having this conversation. Yeah. She's only yeah. five. They got to well, keep teaching her. Well, you're right. Uh, without flinching, it says, baby girl grabbed the little blonde girl by her neck and slung her to the ground. Yeah, baby girl baby, seen that before. Baby girl had enough of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, yeah. Well, we're on the right track. After she told her she didn't like the braids, yeah. All right, well, you know, ha- bottom line is Black History Month. Have this conversation, you know, with your children. We we, we have to have it. Let's stop this hate. Uh, you can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. It's Steve Harvey FM. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 